This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Telecom Reseller, and today I'm with Graham Bevington, who's the Chief Sales Officer at Mitel. Graham, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Doug. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm very excited that we're doing this podcast to get caught up on the latest news out of Mitel. Uh, Mitel has entered uh, negotiations with ATOS to acquire its unified communications and collaborations business unit called Unify. We're going to be talking about the details of that in just a minute. But Graham, you know, as the Chief Sales Officer at Mitel, could you just update our readers about who Mitel is today? What, what are you guys doing these days? Thank you, Doug. It's absolutely and welcome the opportunity to do that. So let me just share where we are in 2023. Mitel is very much a unified communications and collaboration business. This year is actually our 50th year of trading. And so we'll be having 50th, year, 50th birthday parties as the year goes on. Um, you know, we really are very focused now on the unified communication and collaborations sector. We realize that customers want choice. They want choice of technology. They want choice of deployment methods. And so that's really how we look to try and deliver our services to our customers around the world. We've much more focused these days on the workflow applications that our customers use and how we integrate them and deliver total solutions to, to our customers. We're very much channel partner based and we have a partner network that, that covers the globe. And uh, you know we really are now doubling down on how Mitel not only leverages its strong history in vertical markets like um, hospitality, which I think we're infamous for or famous for, depending upon how you want to describe it, but other verticals like healthcare and education and retail and, and really making sure that we become the integration point, as I say, of the different workflow applications that are used to operate those businesses. And uh, that's been our focus now for a couple of years. And now uh, we're very excited that we're building out our skill set on that. You know, Mitel's user group now has some 10,000 members. I was just with our chairman literally an hour ago uh, talking about the news that we're going to discuss on this podcast. And, um, you know, he was delighted to see that what I was telling him were the reasons behind this deal very much re reflected the request of our user group and core team uh, when I met them in the summer in New York. So uh, I promise you we are very customer centric, very customer focused and making sure that we're really looking at the total end to end workflow applications that our customers use and what the right integration points are to our services to make sure that our clients have the best service possible that they can give to their customers. You know, it's really rare that uh, we report often on an acquisition, but it's really yeah. rare that I, I get to hear that the acquisition was in part driven by customer experience, customer demand, that the customers are actually saying, maybe not necessarily buy this company, but that we want you to move in this direction. Well, I think the thing is, is when you look at the unified communications and collaboration market, and, and you hear people describe it, and you read the analyst reports, people will tell you about this $50 billion market. And when you look at where Mitel stands today, we're very much in the product end of that, of that market. And, and you know, I know based on our annual sales and the number of users we've got, which is about 35 million, which is about 8% of the total market. You know, when I, add, when I add up the total product sales in a year, I'm not getting to a $50 billion annual number it tells me that actually a lot of the value in that $50 billion market is in the applications and services that are integrated on top of call control, on top of the traditional businesses, which are then complemented by a variety of services. And so, you know, if you take 
what we do today is the tip of an iceberg. You know, Mitel's looking to work out how it can get access to more of the iceberg by adding more value to its partners and its customers in terms of the value-added services that we offer. And, and you know, Tuesday evening's announcement is, uh, is another step in that direction. So do the assets that you would pick up in this, in this transaction actually do just that? Absolutely, they do. Um, you know, our friends at Unify have a very strong managed service business unit. And what they do is they offer a end-to-end -end solution for the enterprise clients that, that, that they go bid, which in many cases have a multi-vendor environment. As much as I'd love to tell you, Doug, that over the last 50 years, our arguments about how great Mitel Canadian built call control was have gone down. Uh, I have to admit that every customer logo that we might have as a user when, when we present to the world might not have end-to-end -end Mitel in every site that they own around the world. And that you see a lot of enterprises with mixed estates. And one of the things that, that our user group told us was, when I have a mixed estate, what can you do to help me manage that and, and evolve that estate into a simpler go-forward infrastructure? And our friends at Unify have a lot of skill sets around that, a lot of experience around that. And that's something that we want to bring to the party because we think that that is going to be more and more important going forward. You know, the global pandemic made us all use Microsoft Teams. And and, uh, and again, I always hark back to my favorite friends, the user group. But when you look at their survey and what they shared with me last summer, um, you know, at first of all, I thought they got their maths wrong because they told me that about 80% of my uh, install base within the user group community was using Microsoft Teams and about... 49% was using um, was using Zoom. And I said, well, no, that, that, that's not right because that's more than 100. And they said, no, no, what you'll find is in an enterprise that you get certain users who prefer to use Teams and certain times they'll use Zoom. And so whilst you think that every single user on Unified Communications and Collaboration is going to end up with a single app, you'll often find that depending based on the workflow, they might have two or three apps, even within that one enterprise, that depending upon the, upon the task of that knowledge worker works better for the circumstances they're in. And so, you know, we've evolved our thinking to really want to be that integration point, to really be the guys that blew it all together, uh, that allow our customers to be successful, whether it's with collaboration tools, whether, whether it's with, as I say, that multi-vendor estate. And so, um, you know, as we look forward, uh, you know, we see more diversity, not less, uh, you know, the world of the end-to-end -end single technologist pr provided by one vendor has been talked about for many years, but I can't think of, of times when I've seen it happen. And, uh, you know, so therefore integration is more and more important. And the more skill sets we have around that, the stronger place we perceive we're going to be. So that's what this journey is about. So it, it sounds like that's, in fact, your strategy, that your strategy is to be the integration point instead of being the master platform, the one app everyone's using. I almost think that, that that's some sort of nirvana that actually doesn't exist. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. bigger companies than Mitel with bigger budgets than Mitel have tried to build the one size fits all um, super Uber app. Um, you know, as I say, COVID, the COVID pandemic did more for Microsoft Teams than, than uh, you know, because everybody had to work from home very quickly and therefore using Teams became a, you know, a, a standard play. And they've got 350 million desktops around the world, so it's pretty obvious that they've, they'd have access to, you know, to that number of users potentially. 
and and you know zoom obviously exploded as well in the pandemic and and we just have to work out now people are in a post-pandemic environment they're looking for hybrid environments they're looking for an infrastructure within the office they're looking for what they're going to do when they work from home and uh, they're looking at how they pull that all together and you know what we're finding is that what's important is as a vendor not only do we look at it from a technology and product portfolio and what we can build and, and grow but also what our customers are looking and what our customers are seeing and we've seen certain vertical markets and certain size of customers a natural propensity to move to UCAS for which both ourselves and Unify by coincidence have partnerships with Ring Central. But equally, we're seeing in other vertical markets uh, move towards a private cloud environment or either managed by the client or managed um, by a system integrator or a service provider. And so, you know, as I say, we're really open to different deployment methodologies, working out, well, what's the best fit for the customer and making sure that we're adding real value in terms of integrating the unified communications and collaboration applications to the customer's workflow. So does this change the uh, position of Mitel within the UC market? It does, yeah. I mean, this absolutely uh, gives us scale. It uh, takes us from about 35 million users, as I mentioned globally, to about 75 million users. Um, it takes us to about five and a half thousand partners around the world. Um, it really does uh, give us scale and give us uh, much more momentum in the market. Um, and we're really, you know, looking forward to being able to to work with our bigger, broader partner community um, and, you know, with a broader portfolio of uh, both products and, and services. So why now? You know, it's, it's, it's the $64,000 question. Um, you know, it really feels like the world is beginning to change. Um, there's never a perfect time to do a deal, um, but what we're seeing is just a post-pandemic post uh, evolution, as I say, to much more hybrid working. Uh, people, you know, I, I'm in London today, in, our, in, in London, the city, nothing to do with Mitel. Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, you can't get a hotel or restaurant for love nor money. Mondays and Fridays, you can go anywhere because everybody's working from home. Um, I won't give you the acronym for that one, Doug, because I'll probably get taken off air. But there's, you know, there's just a huge, huge change in the way that people work uh, and therefore the technologies and what they want to work with and how they want to do that. And, and we don't want to sit in our traditional wheelhouse. We want to expand what we do, as I said, working with our user group, working within vertical markets, recognizing that it's not just the, the technology wrap, but also the service delivery wrap that's actually important to the end user. And we've got a very strong partner community and in, and in many instances, we work with our partner community to fulfill those needs for our customers. And, you know, we want to make sure we've got the right rules of engagement and we can sort of move up the value chain. You know, the SMB market uh, and mid-market have traditionally been our strengths. We think it's time to move into the enterprise market and uh, we think that Unify helps us get there faster. And so we're very excited to take that step. You, you have been talking about your customers. Uh, what about your partners? Now, our partners are, as I say, essential to us. There's over five, there'll be over five and a half thousand in the new combined entity around the world. Uh, we want to make sure that our partner community is, has got the best portfolio of products and services to allow them to be successful with the customers. Um, you know, we use our partners and our 
we work with our partners in many guises and we want to make sure that we're offering them the best technology and lots of opportunity everywhere in the world um you know kind of partners is is, is in our dna that's not going to change uh is the deal to soon to be finalized uh, there's an amount of regulatory process and, and and compliance that we have to go through um i'm told that i shouldn't put a timeline on it that i should be uh respectful of that process and suggest that we expect to see the deal complete in the second half of 2023 and uh, and, and i'll do as i'm told for once all right well with that uh do you have any other uh plans for mergers or acquisitions coming up in the future uh you know you never say never um the industry is in in an interesting point um i won't comment on rumors about competitors and, and where that is i'll leave that to the rest of the world uh, but we see an opportunity in this market to consolidate to grow uh, our business to grow our services to give our partners the best solutions that are available in the unified communications and collaboration space to give them opportunities to choose deployment structures and methodologies that fit the needs of their clients and uh, we really want to do everything we can to support and drive that and, uh, you know we're excited about the future and uh, i think you know this this transaction uh, allows us to change the narrative around mitel uh, you know, we're excited to do that. We're looking forward to doing that. And we thank you for the opportunity to join you today on the pod podcast, Doug, and be able to just share a little bit of the message. Clearly, as we get nearer to close, and, uh, you know, we've done a little bit more integration planning and work, we'll, we'd love to come back on and, and share some more news with your readers. Well, I am certainly looking forward to that. I think our readers are, so many of our readers uh, are connected to Mitel as customers, as dealers, uh, have maybe historical experience with it and so on. So it's very interesting uh, news and, and experience really to hear about this story. And I, I hope to hear and be able to do the podcast when we get to that next part. But for now, I really want to thank you for joining me today and uh, giving us a little bit of insight into all this. Where can we learn more about this transaction and also Mitel? Okay, so uh, if you go onto our website, www.mitel.com, uh, we have, <laughs> some uh, information on the transaction uh, there's a press release there and again if any of our partners or end user customers want to ask any questions uh, we'd be delighted to answer them i think there's a link on the website too for, for that so uh, you know we look forward to to moving forward with the process to to getting to the point where we can close the transaction and being able to share the news and the details of our go forward plans with everyone as soon as that's practical well, Graham, again, thank you for joining me today. I am looking forward to that next podcast and also other news that I might tell this year. But for now, thank you very much indeed. Thank you.